Welcome to What Are You Sporting About podcast, a podcast about business, employment, sports, and entertainment to help educate, support, and guide you to your next level. Here's your host, Attorney Savania DeBarros. Hi guys, it's Savani DeBarros, Protective Athletes, and today I have Agent Wesley Austin on the line today. Hi, Wesley. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. Before we get into the nuts and bolts with you today, tell us a little bit about who you are. Sure, sure. So as you said, Wesley Austin, I'm a sports agent working with players ranging from NBA talent, uh, NBA G League talent, as well as the overseas market. Um, Started my own business, RLA Management, so I'm the CEO. Uh, And yeah, we we do everything for our guys, both on the court, off the court, help help them pursue post-career opportunities as well. Nice. Now, is that pretty difficult um, trying to maintain an agency where you have athletes who are basically all over the globe? I would say yes and no to that. Um, it, the time constraints that that provides does um, make it a little difficult. You know, this morning I woke up early and had a conversation with the team out in Croatia. So you have those things. Um, But once you get used to it, it just becomes a way of life. And, you know, you have a team with you. You know where everyone's located. You know what times to check on them. You have apps on your phone to let you know what time it is in multiple locations in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's a lot of things that you can do now via WhatsApp, et cetera, that allows you to communicate with the, the world. Yeah, that's really, really awesome. So while you're managing a team and, and clients who are occupying the world, I want to talk to you about the mindset or attributes that athletes have and whether you've seen a difference between your athletes who go pro abroad and those who stay here to play mainstream ball. Sure. Have you seen any, any difference or do they kind of occupy the same type of mindset? I think uh, they occupy the same mindset in terms of, well, first of all, I try to go uh, and work with certain kind of players. I like the guys that are hungry mm-hmm. and, and work really hard and have that, what I like to say, that dog in them. That, that's just, they're just always fighting. I love that. And that and that doesn't matter where they're playing. They could be playing here in the States, or they can be playing in Australia. It doesn't really matter to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that, in that regard, it's kind of the same. But I will say that a lot of guys struggle with going overseas, mm-hmm. especially coming straight out of college, because it's completely new for them. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these guys are fairly young. Um, 19, 20, 21, 22, they've only eaten dorm food or their mom's food. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they're in a place where they can't speak the language and they can't eat the food. You have to be open mm-hmm. um, when you go overseas, when you go global. You have to see the world and, and really want to take that on and be willing to play at multiple locations and learn new languages and try new foods and there's things that a lot of guys that are extremely talented in the pro game aren't really looking for. Um, Talented NBA players struggle adjusting. Um, And then some that actually do, you look at Stefan Marbury, he's done an amazing job adjusting to playing out in China. Um, But you have to have that mind frame of wanting to 
see the world for a, a lengthy period of time, not just a vacation, but right. saying I want to play in a random country for six to eight months. It's just different. Right. You know, this this reminds me of a part in my book called What Are You Sporting About? And I basically give a message to especially the athlete who is aspiring to be pro. Like if you're still in college, you know, go and do a study abroad in the off season so you can experience different things, you know, especially if you have a scholarship. I mean, let the school pay for it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? But you have to open up your world and gain different perspectives. It's so many things and different people and culture out in the world is beautiful. Um, But I can see how it can be so scary if you are a young athlete, you know, a recent college graduate and you're trying to go pro and and your option is abroad is like, whoa, (laughs) I don't know. You know, I've never seen anybody else except for what I'm comfortable, what I'm comfortable with. And, you know, sometimes you you have to get uncomfortable in order to soar in your greatness. So. Yes, yes. I'm, I think that's the thing, regardless if you're playing sports or not. I think the thing with a lot of these kids, they come from, a good majority of them come from a certain demographic. Right. And so that's what they experience. And so they haven't really had the opportunity to travel as a kid, even before they get to college. Correct. Um, and then college is maybe the first time that they're able to see a different world, somewhat, mm-hmm. um, even though it's still within the state. So then to take that to the next level and travel abroad might be difficult. I, I even look at myself and kind of how I got into the game is my background is very similar to a lot of these guys. Um, yeah. I'm from the inner city originally. Um, certain demographic I've been around my whole life. And then I went off to Boston University. And so that was a culture shock for me. Um, and so now Boston has a lot of Cabo Verdeanos there. Uh, yes, they do. <laughs> they do. Um, it's like walking straight into either a Cabo Verde or Portugal. <laughs> yeah. it, it, you're going to see a lot of different things when you go up there. Yeah. But I wasn't necessarily ready for that. And, yeah. and so it was a struggle for me. Um, and then from there, I went to post-career, post-graduate uh, life and trying to figure out life as well. Nice. So I kind of got into the game with the idea that I wanted to assist guys Obviously, the on the court stuff and the basketball stuff and the marketing mm-hmm. stuff, et cetera. But I also want to kind of be a mentor to them, a big brother for them, nice. and get them to understand that regardless of where they're playing, that basketball is a job that you right. love, but right. it's a job. That's what it is. Right. You're more than your job. And mm-hmm. so, how do we get you to realize that that job ends pretty early relative to life, right? right. If you're lucky, right. you play till you're 35. Um, Anyone knows that's early. So mm-hmm. what do you do past that? What do you do while you're there? Do you take the opportunity to see the world, to grow, um, to, to, to really prepare yourself for life when you're 60 and 70 and look back and say, not only did I had an opportunity to play a great job or play, uh, have a, uh, a great career, but I also got to see the world and enjoy life. Right. And, you know, it's much easier to see the world when you're already living over there. Yes. Um, it's much more affordable. You can travel to different places in the off season um, and really, like you say, just really, really see the world. But you're right. I mean, a lot of athletes, regardless of whether they're playing overseas or not, um, they still need they still need the support and mentorship to help them to develop the right mindset. Um, 
to even go to the next level, regardless of where it's located globally, you know? Um, So as an agent, how are you helping to uh, either nurture that mindset or whatever other attributes that are necessary to not only be successful as an athlete, but also in things that could benefit them off the court? Well, at the, the beginning of our relationship, I usually ask them, things about themselves, you know, what do they like? What do they pursue in college or in high school um, to get a feel of where they think they're going outside of basketball, right? Mm-hmm. Cause you have the, the conversation about where they want to play and where they see the career, et cetera. But what are your interests? What do you like to do? Um, and so, you know, I have one guy who discussed wanting to learn more about finance um, and he was really interested in, in the tech world. Okay. So last summer, I sent him up to Canada where they have this tech summit in Toronto mm-hmm. um, and, and also have some financial advisors up that way as well. So he got a chance to go to this tech summit where they had some pros. I believe Jerry Stackhouse and a couple other guys were there. Um, but then at the same time, he had a chance to get dinner with the financial advisor and, and pick his brain around that stuff as well. And then it was around OVO Fest, so he got a chance to attend that as well. So he, he got a chance to touch a lot of different things yeah. um, that enjoy that he enjoys. And most recently, I um, started with a, another guy coming out of college, and finance is a big thing to him. Uh, finance and fitness mm-hmm. are like his two things. And so, you know, we're trying to nurture both of those. And we're, we're having monthly calls with a financial advisor, just small things, just discussing budget. Nice. Um, discussing um, credit score, things of that nature. And we're going to build to a, a larger conversation. So, you know, we're doing that. And then fitness, we're, we're getting him to understand fitness in case he wants to pursue that post-career. So at the beginning, we tried to find out what guys want and what guys like and then kind of push that to the next level for them. That's really, really amazing. I like that because it's it's not like you are pushing off the, your particular interest or saying, hey, you need to go and do this because this is the you know next best, best thing, but actually helping them to develop the interest that they already have, which is much better anyways, because if a person isn't really interested in, in you know, um, uh, sincere in whatever that thing is, they won't be in it long. So that's, that's really amazing. That's really amazing. Um, one last question though, like, so if you have a player that um, is basically done, they're done playing their seasons, it's done, their career, it's done. Do they ever come back to you for support um, for either transitional help, um, advice on building a business, anything that's, that's post sports? Yeah, no, I, I look at this as a family Um, and whether you're playing basketball or whether you're, I don't know, just hanging out with your kids, um, I'm here to support you. And so, yeah, once their career is done, we still interact. We still have conversations. We still discuss things. A couple of my guys, they stop playing and they transition to being trainers. And so my current guys train with them or uh, assisted a guy getting a job at Adidas. Um, and now he's, you know, he's handling business with Adidas, uh, kind of as a, uh, as a client rep. That's really so, awesome. um, once it's done, the question is, all right, so what do you want to pursue now? How can I help that? It just, just, it doesn't stop once you stop playing. 
Um, right. This is a lifelong relationship between us. Right. And that's the importance between an agency. You know, I would say any type of professional that you have to um, retain for the purpose of getting to the next level, you want to make sure that you can actually create a family with them because you want to be able to call them and say, hey, I am stuck. I need help doing X, Y, and Z. Um, But I think in the past, one of the biggest issues, especially with agencies have been, you know, these, these kids go and sign with these big agencies and, you know, they get a pretty lump chunk of contract. But when that, that player is either injured or, you know, they're not, the next best thing has come along and they're just kind of dropped to the wayside, you know, or there's a particular agent that hasn't, isn't really working for them as much, but putting all their resources in somebody else um, is, is essential that you find the right agent, the right agency and any other type of professional to support you um, in your journey, whether that's, whether you're just starting or, you know, whether it's post-sport. So would you agree with me? Yeah, definitely. I think um, what I often tell guys because of the size of my firm and the, the the way I build it, the idea is you come with me, you're not going to be another cog in the machine. Right. And as you said, you go to these large agencies and unless you're the top, top, top guy, mm-hmm. um, you're another guy. Um, you might go in and think you're going to have the lead agent for the agency, but instead you're going to be passed down to one of their, it's an associate. yeah, like one of the, the mid-side kind of agents. Mm-hmm. Um it's associates here, your lawyers, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so that's 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 kind of how it is at times. And, and so if you come over here, you're going to get that handholding. You're going to get that relationship. You know, some of my guys know my wife, and they just they they know other people around me. This is a family. You're going to mm-hmm. get that family time. Um, that's how I try to build it. And you go to those large ones, you, you're just not going to get that. Right. You're just not. I mean, there are just some benefits in. And going smaller versus larger, um, you get the ability to work one-on-one and you get the ability to call and, and get your agent on the phone. Yeah. So, yeah. So where can people reach you? Uh, so many different ways. Uh, <laughs> no, um, you know, they can reach me on my website, uh, rlamanagement.com. Um, also, Instagram, Twitter, uh, both handles are rlamanagement. Okay. Um, and from there, you know, you can reach out via that. You know, I, I, I'm always working. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to get back to you um, sometime within the next 24 hours at the most. Nice. Um, and, you know, we can start a dialogue about anything. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Wesley, for coming on. I know, I know that there are plenty players currently and some aspiring pro players who are definitely looking for the right agent. And I think you are one of them. So thank you for imparting some knowledge in the way that you help to nurture these athletes to not only just be great players, but to be great people. Um, And we will be checking in with you again. Sounds great. I really appreciate you having me. Thank you. Take care. All right. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on What Are You Sporting About? podcast. Make sure to visit our website, prosportlawyer.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite platform is. 
so you'll never miss a show. And while you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or iHeartRadio. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. If you like the show, you might want to check out our book, What Are You Sporting About? Attorney Savania DeBarros is available for private consulting at sldebarros.com. And remember, we're here to educate, support, and guide you in your journey to success because we're all sporting about something.